and welcome to our first record Celtic podcast of the year and of course our first of the decade. Uh, Happy New Year to you all. I'm Liam Bryce and today I'm joined by Michael Gannon as we reflect on Celtic's disappointing Derby defeat to Rangers and ask where did it all go wrong? And of course the January transfer window is now open and there are rumours abound with PSG defender Musa Sissako, the latest to be linked with a move to Parkhead. So Mick, a happy new year to you as well. How are you feeling after the... The festivities. Oh, I'm fresh and fit and ready to go. Ready to go. No way to break for us, but uh, happy new year to yourself and uh, and to our listener. So <laughs> <laughs> wherever um, you may be. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, no winter break for us. Um, oh. And we're now into the vacuum. Um, no one can hear you screaming in space, but can hear you screaming during the winter shutdown. That's for sure. Uh, screaming um, during the January. I'm, I'm sure the players are, are, are will enjoy a break, but um, the world goes on for the rest of us, and it's uh, fairly <laughs> toxic. Um, I just think that the, the, the season finishes on a, a cliffhanger. And they've got to wait for 33 weeks for it to resume again. It does, I mean, there's uh, no, I suppose there's no good time to lose a derby, but I think when you've got the three weeks to stew over it, it's not, especially from a fan's perspective, it's a bit... You can work both ways, I mean, it happened last last time last year, I think um, Rangers won the game at at Ibrox and into the break, and it was, um, and the the kind of, the background noise for three weeks was Rangers are, are back, they're going to be challenging for the title, I think they signed Jermaine Defoe quite early, Steve Davis. Davis. And it was, um, for three weeks the talk was, it's, it's game on. Um, people were talking about Rangers being the favourites to, to go in the league last year, I remember mm-hmm. that point. And then it didn't quite work out that way. Um, so they come back refreshed and kind of um, and hungry and came back with a bang, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, albeit about three weeks later, they, they lost their manager. Yeah. Um, so it can, work, it can work both ways. I think the break has actually came at a good time for Celtic. I think they were showing signs of, of fatigue um, setting in, I think as as normal this t- that time of the year. Mm-hmm. I think Celtic historically in the last few years in December, it starts taking its toll. Um, in particular this season, but it's the same kind of faces and, and players that are, that are required that week in week out. Mm-hmm. And I think you did see signs that were starting to, to wilt. I think towards the end of that run, um, okay, they had the kind of a dead rubber in Cluj, which helped, but they had the the Hearts game slotted into that that fixture list, the extra game, which gave them that gave them that kind of. Um, that lead at one point mm-hmm. uh, a five point lead but in, in hindsight it's another game they had they that, had to, that might have yeah. took its toll but that's not be a bit of an excuse there's the, certainly we've got a massive squad and if it's um, if fatigue sets in and players are starting to feel it then it's maybe perhaps they haven't been, been utilised the full squad but done and dusted now they lost the game deserved to lose the game I think last week I don't yeah. think they earned uh, I don't think I know Liam Lennon said that he thought they didn't deserve to lose the game but I thought no I thought they were, they were fairly well beaten um, uh, I don't think it was a doing by any stretch of imagination but mm-hmm. I think they, 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 they kind of got what they deserved yeah. uh, in the game Where do you think it, it did go wrong for, for Celtic because obviously there was there's been a lot of praise and probably quite rightly so on Rangers for their game plan yeah. but it was almost I think it was kind of surprising at least I thought that as if there was maybe, you know, there was a lot of warnings there, although they won the Betfred Cup final, yeah, yeah. there was warnings that didn't quite seem to be heeded. I, I, I didn't really see Celtic trying to do too much to counteract No, I think the cup I, final. I'm, surpri- I'm a wee bit surprised that um, there wasn't a, a reaction to the, the cup final because they did get outplayed at Hamden. Um, and Rangers pretty much played the same kind of game plan. Not quite as, as aggressive oh, as they were at Hamden. Quite, a bit more contained. But it was pretty much a similar kind of um, plan of keep the midfield narrow, um, stifle the supply lines to the to the wide men. We started were trying to play with with width, uh, and couldn't really get the ball out 
to their wide players for, for the first 30 minutes. I thought Celtic were pretty poor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at possession stats and, and passing stats through that, that, that the game last week, and it was Celtic well below their usual, and it's partly because Rangers didn't allow them to get, do their usual. So you look at the, the ball coming from, <coughs> excuse me, from, from Brown and McGregor in particular, they couldn't get that ball through the middle of the park out wide mm-hmm. as often as they, they, they liked. Um, Rangers forced them to narrow into that congested area and turned it quickly and, yeah. and, then, and then sprung. Um, I think listen, guys like James Forrest didn't have a great game, mm-hmm. but I think the, 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 the game plan, I think his job was to, to kind of start wide and come in, leave the space for, for Frimpong to try and get beyond. Yeah. Didn't quite happen. I think didn't, Rangers didn't take that bait. They didn't, really take, did they? didn't take the bait. They, they sat a wee bit, they sat a bit deeper when that happened. Yeah, they were so Forrest would run out of traffic and then Frimpong would hit, hit uh, uh, the one-on-one and maybe not, maybe he did get beyond him. He's looking back and there's a lot of congestion and yeah. never really stretched Rangers. Because when they s- did get wide Celtic, it was mainly through Frimpong, but Rangers just yeah. didn't seem to move... You know, because Rangers, midf- and, Rangers yeah. midfielders do a lot of kind of the pressing towards yeah. the fullback, so they just moved players yeah. over. And it was, as you said, you saw Frimpong either going down, maybe a kind of dead end, or having to come back yeah. and then go inside. Whereas you said that that's where all the bodies were. Yeah, I think Celtic had to be a bit cuter, and they don't think they, they don't think they were. I mean, they went, they went to kind of three five two in the last kind of what twenty five minutes, and mm-hmm. I thought they looked better then and got a bit more joy at that point stretching the game. Um, but maybe I mean, I should just put that way before against Celtic before even even get back to kind of the Mark Warburton times and all that stuff. And I think they done it. They tried it at Hamden in one of the one of the cup semi-finals. Uh, and Celtic, what they did at that point in time was I think it was Dembele was able mm-hmm. to go long. Celtic would just went, <coughs> they change it up and rather than do the kind of yeah. usual passing possession build up game, they just go along and they got a lot of joy doing that. And I think a few games did that. And I thought I, I thought that's what would happen. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd Dembele back. I thought I gave them the, I would give them the option to kind of um, to shell it uh, in towards him and let and let the runners feed off him. I mean, a bit, it's a bit kind of old fashioned, but it works. It yeah. does. I mean, it's a way of playing. I mean, it used to, used to call it a long ball, but don't call it now. They call it direct pass or something like that. Um, but it, that's that. I thought I thought that's what happened. I thought Rangers would try and press and Celtic would try and bypass the midfield mm-hmm. because it's they, they know you're going to get that narrow four in Rangers midfield and it's going to be four against three. And that happened in the cup, fi- cup final and Celtic just got outnumbered. In, in there and didn't make any space and it happened again the weekend they were outnumbered again in there mm-hmm. um, that's why I was surprised that, that Celtic didn't maybe go with, with, with Cham in there and then have Forrest and, and Christy wide because they, they can come in and work in wee, in wee areas but they also can stay wide or, or I, I don't know yeah. but um, obviously it's hindsight uh, now but I was surprised that the way Celtic kind of tried to play I think Celtic I don't much they assumed that, 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 that if they played to their best they were better than Rangers uh-huh. But and the fact that they had Edward back was there maybe Edward a back. I don't know if it was an assumption that, that if they just play their own game, they'll outplay Rangers. Yeah. But Rangers, I still think man for man Celtic are, are, are slightly better. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't always equate to the result in football. And I think that teams can nullify a better team and then um, and get a result. And that's what happened. Rangers right? look like a good unit. No, they were. They were good. And, they've got, and, they have, and they have got now players that can, talent that, that, well. that, can, that can hurt teams. Uh-huh. Um when they go from 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 Kent and the opening goal was a, was a great, great goal, um, and then there's the set piece for the second, which is I think would would, would drive Neil Lennon mental. <laughs> um, he said as much, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. but um, but it was a, it was a pretty bad day at the office for Celtic in, in, in yeah. fairness, and it does mean they have to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, because these these games make me vital because I don't I don't see many teams taking points off Celtic yeah. games this year. Does it now? Does it require a, like a kind of serious 
rethink of how Celtic are approaching these games because I think, I think by my count, I think that's, I know Celtic, you know, it's, it's caveated by the, for the Celtic won two of these games, but I'd say three of the last four derbies, I thought Rangers tactically and maybe performance-wise had a, the upper hand. And I think it was you, was it your piece you said that, the, I think that, you know, these kind of Rangers and Celtic games now are probably more tactical than they they've ever been. It's I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I do, but I think that Rangers have had a long time to try and work out what to do. I think Celtic have just rumbled on and uh-huh. thought, and, and if it's not broke, don't need to fix it. Uh-huh. Whereas Rangers had to try and work out ways to beat Celtic in meaningful yeah. games. Because um, I don't think you've got to take away some of these games. It was games. quite a painful process. Uh, I think it was. <laughs> I, think they had, I think they had to take a few dull ones. In the, and, um, and I think Ibrox in the first game, listen, I don't think Ibrox was a... A cakewalk with Celtic either. I mean, it's been kind of painted that Celtic strolled it. No, I think it was a pretty strong win, but these games are quite tight. I mean, at times, I mean, you know, even even on Sunday there, all right, Rangers won the game, but there's moments Celtic were too cleared off the line. Penalty, yeah. a penalty, and a great a couple of great saves from from Alan McGregor. Mm-hmm. So, and in a lot of old firm games, that's enough. That'd be enough to win you a game. These kind of chances, yeah, didn't quite take them. I mean, that's um, a bit maybe I don't know three or four times as many chances as they had in the League Cup final. Well, exactly, exactly. So it's fine margins in big moments. Yeah. And what Rangers have got now, which they maybe didn't have previously, was, was players that can produce big moments, whether it's from a set piece or a moment of a, a skill, um, turn of the defender. They've got guys that can produce in big moments, whereas yeah. Celtic had them all in for years. Recent times, that they've got the big moments, big big players in big moments. Um, but they, they didn't quite come together for them but almost, almost did I mean they could, they could, if they walked away with two each could be having a different um, conversation and it could, it could easily yeah. happen um, yeah. but they didn't and I still think so I still think what I think now is it's clear that the challenge is there for Celtic um, and they need to respond um, but I, I would expect them to respond I don't I'm not I'm, I mean, after, an, after an old firm game it's always triumph and disaster mm-hmm. the winning team it's, it's um, everything's top of the world top of the world <laughs> and the, the losing team it's the end, end of the, of the world, world. Uh-huh. aye and it's, and it's usually somewhere in between. As as you're right, it is definitely always somewhere in between, uh, as we saw, I suppose, this time last year. Yeah, we've seen, teams it, came seen back. it loads of times. And I think it's, uh, the challenge is realistic now, though. Yeah. I think if you, even if you go back... I think last year was maybe a wee bit of a false dawn. Maybe a bit too soon for Rangers at that point <laughs> yeah. to go the whole way. But ah, listen, they kind of blew it about Rangers last season. I, I mean, they I had the tools. And, and But then you're looking... They've, they've bought better player, brought in better players. I mean, last year they've maybe relying on a kind of Kyle Lafferty. Yeah. Now they've got a Jermaine Defoe. And, well, they lose last January. But um, So uh, the, the challenge is much more real this time. It's bit, a bit more like, listen, back in the, the, the decade ago, that they, they beat each other quite regularly and, mm-hmm. and didn't always reflect on how it ends up. Mm-hmm. But it, it can do. And mm-hmm. this year it might do. Uh, well, the aftermath of the game uh, was the same <laughs> as it always is. Uh, yeah. Statements, <coughs> counter-statements, counter-counter-statements, uh, SFA compliance officer getting involved, reading yeah. uh, her head. Uh, but it was Ryan Christie. It's been, obviously, we're expecting him to be out for a few weeks with an injury yeah. as well. Uh, but he's been charged for a grab Morelos is, how was it you put it, Michael? Uh, I think I'm going to go away call him his ghillies. He's hormones. So, how did you expect him to get a. a I think he might. I think Celtic will, Celtic will fight it all the way and they'll maybe, they'll maybe point, if that's the right word, um, to last season. I think Morelos did something similar, similar on Ryan Christie. Yeah. Um, but then Stephen McLean got done last season for, for a little grab at yeah. uh, Bowie Kiwasi. 
<laughs> as well seems to be kind of creeping out of the game uh, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous so for the rugby boys there's, there's, a, there's a precedent for these uh, for these incidents two of them uh, in the, the past the past year before that one uh, it seems to be um, going for the delicates it's, um, <laughs> got, it seems to be a rising trend but um, I, I think you might be in bother yeah maybe um, but I, I was I mean it's almost like a collective insanity after these games I, I sometimes think that that it's it's the usual because both listen by the way I think both clubs are bad losers and bad winners mm-hmm. both of them I, th- I think they're both bad losers and bad winners yeah. I don't think particularly either of them win with dignity or lose with dignity um, and I think there's a t- wee bit too much pandering to social media as well I think I think both clubs obviously are, are, have got a presence on social media and I think they monitor it and all that stuff I think they sometimes pander to it a wee bit too much because you've got to remember that social media is a, a wacky place sometimes. Yeah, it's not ref- necessarily reflective of. No, no. If you go for your, go for your, go, go and get your rolls in the morning at the shop, and it's not quite the, the queue in the shop. Are they talking about the same things on social media? Yeah, I know it's a big thing these days. I know we're all on it in, in various degrees, but I think you can pander to it a wee bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, there needs to be less of that perhaps I think because it's a wee bit more maturity and a bit more it all seems quite reactionary at, at times aye I think I'll take a step back a deep breath and a wee bit more a wee bit more kind of um, mature about the whole thing um, but listen it's it's never been the case it's, it's <laughs> statement wars and all that stuff uh-huh. and he said they said um, it's it's kind of bizarre I mean listen Morelos was accusations about racism. If that's if, that, if there is evidence, that's the case. Yeah. That's unacceptable, and that has to be dealt with. Yeah, and Aye, that's just, that is a, that's 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 a serious that, allegation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that doesn't. That's, and it's not about what about it. It's not about mm-hmm. listen. It happened. The Ibrox with Scott Sinclair. It did also wrong. It's all wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not about that's wrong. But I. But what about them? It's not, the what about it thing is a pain in the neck. Um, it's bad, bad behaviour all round. Um, it's, it's I mean, listen. It's bizarre. It's like people. You go. Um, I think there's a video going around about about Marilla's getting abused. You mm-hmm. go. Well, it's not. It's not racist. It's just sectarian. <laughs> like, well, I that's know. okay then. You know what I mean? uh, or vice versa. Yeah. You know, it's like um, it's a, the, the songs coming out at a certain end. Like, that's oh, it's all right. It's only. It's only it's having only, a go at mental illness. It's like, only sectarian. It's mind blowing the, the, the levels of kind of of of, of um, offence that, that where, where the threshold is. In this this game. Yeah. It's set so high a bar. Uh, the offensive threshold yeah that anywhere else in the world it's far lower than uh-huh. that I mean you, you shouldn't we shouldn't be putting these things on a scale to begin with that's what it is it's I mean? the, that's the, that's the offensive bar is set so high uh-huh. that anything in between is okay whereas in any other blown place that, that bar set far lower and isn't mm-hmm. acceptable but uh, this game it seems to be yeah um, par for the course uh, and it's a wee bit sad to be honest with you this mm-hmm. but I don't know how I mean, how many times we try and get, get rid of it and it's still it's still prevalent so I don't know where they go with that one because um, you can't, you can't. Unfortunately, seem you can't shame people into behaving themselves. Mm-hmm. So who knows? But it's going to take a bit of unraveling. Cause we need to find out the Morelos gesture is another one still lingering yeah. in, in the SFA entry. If that's going to be um, an issue for him, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think there's going to be any more actually on the field stuff getting dug out. I don't think. No. Um, so there's a lot to unravel as always after these um, games. So do you? Do you th- I mean, it was obviously it was kind of similar one with. Uh, Scott Brown was kind of brought in for the gesture and stuff last year. Yeah. Do you think Morelos, will, this one will be dropped? Or is it I think he might be say? in bother. I think he might be in bother. Uh-huh. I think he might. Was, um, I suppose there was a bit of ambiguity with the Scott Brown one as to who he was. Yeah, well, listen, Scott Brown got, Scott Brown got cited mm-hmm. and Celtic beat the charges. 
Yeah. I think you might see something similar. I think I think Morelos might get sighted. I think Rangers could possibly beat the charges. Because mm-hmm. um, it's I me. Mean, I said that's how silly this this week is. Yeah. You're, you're talking about what did that gesture mean? No, is it is it over? Is it cutthroat? Is yeah. it <laughs> like oh my god? It's your brain explodes, doesn't it? Aye. Um, but I think I I think they may get charged, and then Rangers I wouldn't be surprised if, if if the Rangers managed to beat the charge. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. But. <laughs> Who knows? Because that's the thing is, you can never really, especially the disciplinary uh-huh. system, you never really know. Manila's uh-huh. um, got a three game ban, no matter what, that's already uh-huh. nailed down. Does he get another couple for that? Rangers wouldn't be too pleased, I would imagine. Pleased, um, so that's another another drama waiting to explode. Right, at some well, point. well, from one uh, drama to a different kind of drama, we're now officially in the January transfer window. It's arrived, it's upon us, and as always, I think well, Celtic have kind of Neil Lennon in particular has kind of signalled his intention a long before now that Celtic are going to look to do a, a bit of business. Uh, the latest player to be linked with them, it's a kind of familiar route by the yeah. sounds of it. PSG's uh, defender Musa Sissako, um, he's a Mali under twenty three international, nineteen years old. Um, and according to reports today, he's not. He's been told that he's not in. Uh, Thomas Tuchel's plans for the future, yeah. which makes him available perhaps to for a deal this month. If I think some of the reports were saying it is if a, a significant sell-on fee could be agreed. So it's a yeah. it sounds like a familiar one. Celtic have gone to PSG before. Yeah, we'll see it with Hodgson Edward and Timothy Weir. Yeah, so nineteen years well. old. This looks as if 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 it was to arrive, yeah. he'd be coming in as a backup. Listen, we know it's a market that Celtic look at closely. I mean, Christopher Julien's another one from that that market uh, mm-hmm. in France. Uh, and, and they have got guys at games every week in France, so there's a market they're looking at. Um, I, I don't think the PSG last played an awful lot um, at all, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it does seem to fit that bill. Um, it does look more like a, like a longer term kind of kind of prospect rather than the guy getting on the side. Celtic are well equipped at centre half, really. Um, I think I think Julian and I are the first choice pair. I didn't think Ayer played great on, on Sunday right enough. I think there's a bit of work being done um, still with him as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think well, everyone knows that the, a more press needs is perhaps a striker. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe even another another wide player, which is a bit daft given that Brendan Rodgers last year said they had millions of wingers. <laughs> but having millions yeah, of them doesn't mean... Things that, change quickly, yeah. I suppose. It doesn't necessarily mean they're all up to it. Well, you exactly. You look at, you look at um, Marion Schved is. I think he's right. he's now occupying the, the Compere suite at, at Parkhead. <laughs> he is, isn't he? He's the um, he's the heir to Marvin Compere. Yes, he seems to be. Him. I mean, uh, no sign of him. Um, um, you look at I mean Lewis Morgan, wide player, not not really getting much action. Yeah, never really letting the down because he's not yeah. he's not going to be. But that, he's that kind of later term. appearances have been as a striker as well. Yeah, so it's not even yeah, exactly. Um, so you get Elanusi coming back from injury, but. His injury sounds a wee bit of a concern. Maybe, maybe the layoff will help him. Um, but that that's a kind of slight concern for Celtic. His, his injury problems that it's not uh, some kind of stress injury in his, mm-hmm. in his ankle that, he, that if he plays it aggravates it. And all. I don't know if that needs a break, but how long? We'll have to wait and see. Um, so yeah, I think I think a striker. I, mean, I, I don't. I, I think. I mean, Lee Griffiths is, is back, back training back um, around the squad. Interesting to see how he kicks on through the break. Um, I still can get him fit and fire, and it's that's a big bonus. Mm-hmm. 
can they, can they gamble on that happening? I don't know. I think they need somebody in there. But I think you could do with someone different anyway, a different kind of presence. Uh-huh. Um, if I can buy, was that striker last January? It's not really... Not uh, he's not much it? luck, but uh, no, no, that must be said. He hasn't, but I don't know. Have we seen anything from him suggesting that he's, he's going to cut it? Very, very raw, I think is the word, isn't it? He's uh, that's, usually a, sure. that's usually a kind of kind <laughs> way to put it, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm trying to be diplomatic. But if someone makes a lot of mistakes and yeah. does a couple of good things, yeah, the people say that he's raw, he needs to be ironed out. Uh, but is that just what, he, <laughs> what he's like? I don't know. He's still fairly young, yeah, but um, he's got a long way to go, it looks like. Becoming a, a Celtic player, mm-hmm. doesn't he? I um, think so. So, I, I, man, also let's talk about the um, uh, Sporar and, and yeah. Bratislava, who's a kind of big presence so striker. Talks with him set to resume. This? Not as not as well. They're, they're set to the yeah, the next, mm-hmm. but not at this this this, this point. I think the next few days yeah. is is the kind of they're, they're going to go back to them. And, and they spoke last week. Um, well, not moves quick. I'm not. I'm not that sure if it's going to be that quickly done that quickly. Yeah. Um, he's got a few options as well. So. Um, is the fact that that Neil Lennon's kind of came out and kind of publicly, you know, said that it is an option that Celtic are looking at? Is that a kind of a sign that they're quite, even though, as you say, it might not be done overnight? But yeah, are, there is a confidence maybe that something yeah, I could think, be done. Uh, yeah, p- potentially. Um, but they have got they've got quite a few irons in the fire, I think, as well. So yeah. it's not. It's not. The end I, of don't the think, I don't think. Plus, it's not. It's not a first choice striker they're after. They've got Odson Edward, who's been. Yeah. Um, sensational so I don't it's not that pressing need yeah. to go and spend six, five, six million pounds on a guy come in, come in to win the league cause uh-huh. they've got that guy so it, I, I mentioned it before in this, this podcast that it's a guy it's the next guy they're after it's a guy who come in maybe play 10, 15 games the remaining part of the season maybe 10 games score half a dozen goals yeah. and do a job supplementing the squad with a view to when Edward uh-huh. eventually inevitably Gets a move somewhere. He then becomes. He yeah. becomes a man, which is happened with Edward and, and uh-huh. Dembele. In, in is that kind of? I don't know. Is that sometimes like a hard sell in itself? Sometimes convincing somebody to come in, kind of ostensibly to be second choice to begin with. <laughs> no, I don't think so because I, I think Celtic have got the blueprint they can show these these guys. Yeah. If they get like a certain player. Plus, I mean, listen, let's be honest. If, if you're coming from the Slovakian league. You're gonna get a decent, a decent hike in wages mm-hmm. coming to Celtic. Ah, true enough. So I think most most Aye. guys would be quite chuffed to, to get a good hike and then bide their time, because mm-hmm. um, they know that if they do st- once they do step in and do well, they could be the next one. Mm-hmm. That's that's the model that, that Celtic have, and it's worked well for them through the years. So I don't think it's a hard sell at all. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll quadruple your wages, and you may have to bide your time for six months. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think most most guys would be think ah, okay with that. Ah, there's worse, worse okay. offers on the table. Uh, uh, had me at hello. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think we we were talking about Sasako as a defensive option, but there's also been um, interest in the Brazilian defender Fabrizio Bruno. But this is a bit of a strange one, Aye. isn't it? It's got a bit of the uh, almost. Do you remember Rivaldo Coetzee? Oh, yeah. him. I'm not sure if that's I'm sorry if that's not the right pronunciation but yeah. it was one of those ones that the deal that fell through with the, the, the medical I suppose that was a, the injury but they it got was to one that of those point, ones yeah. that kind of um, went on and on and on but there seems to be according to the media in Brazil there's a, a sort of legal dispute between the yeah, defender he's, he's and Cruzeiro lifted for trying to steal documents and all that trying stuff trying to siphon documents out of a, a meeting it's, it's a, a bit I strange that sounds like one just let him go on with it and see where he, <laughs> see where he is <laughs> at the end of the window uh, I yeah. just ignore that for a few like weeks. I say I don't think it's a pressing need for Celtic to, to really recruit in that 
in that yeah. area. I mean, there's, uh-huh. there's Joseph Simonovich coming back as well, who is having a really up and down Celtic career. He tends to be either really good or, or, or poor or injured. Um, but he's still he's still around as well, so um, it's near, not it's not. likes near Beaton as well, and Beaton can slot in there as well. Required. Um, I'd expect a few to go, like maybe Jack Henry go somewhere, or yeah. Um, so I don't think that's a pressing need. At if, this point it, if they are uh, <coughs> looking for, you know, somebody to come in and and play in there, could they possibly? go back and look at Philip Benkovic at Leicester, even if it's another loan until the end of the season, because he's he's not getting anywhere near the Leicester team. In fact, they they played a, a left-back at centre-back in their game against Newcastle. Yeah. And he showed you how far out of the, yeah. the picture he is. Do you think that's... I mean, he yeah, that's really decent. Also, but he's also a wee bit... Track record, yeah. A wee bit injury-prone as well. Not, won't, I suppose the downside is he's not. He's going to hardly have played any he Hardly played any games, and, and he's on a big wedge, so he certainly need to take a big portion of that wedge. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, they've got the money, so they could they could, they could, could chuck me at it, but yeah. would it be money well, well spent? As you say again, is the, does the need... Um, I mean, even during his, his, his loan spell at Celtic, he, he didn't play off a lot. Um, a few injuries here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, he did play; he looked, he looked decent. But I don't, I don't think it's a concern. I mean, I, like I say, I've got, I, I'm not quite uh, fully sold on on Christopher Ayer at this point in time. I still think mm-hmm. he's got a long way to go, becoming a top centre half. I yeah. think, I think he's he's got the tools, but I think there's question marks about positionally. I, th- I think he's He's sometimes all over the place. Oh. It's old, I think it's old Mark Warburton pitch geography, he <laughs> called it. Uh, sometimes he could do a map. Chris uh-huh, Fryer, right. even the first goal last week, he was the wrong place. Uh-huh. And the knock-on effect was that Kent was free because the players are covering his gaps and all that stuff. Yeah. It happens a lot. And these side tackles that look good on the telly, it was all, I think it was Davey Weir. If you have to make a side tackle, you're probably in the wrong you're place in to start in the with. first place. Yeah, yeah I think I'm a, must admit, I'm a believer of that. If you're sitting making side tackles, He's knowing the right place. Yeah. So there's a bit of that. That'll come, but he's twenty one. What a time on his side for us. He's twenty one, he's only yeah. playing for for eighteen months, two years. So it's that'll come. And I think the general kind of thought process with centre backs especially is they do maybe come into their exactly. prime years so a think, bit later than yeah. um, maybe attacking players. But it, it does create a wee problem because I think in certain games it means that, that Julien hasn't hasn't he kind of I'm not saying talk him through it, but he's the one having to he's got his own job to look after. Things, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think he, he's I think he's looked apart in fairness. It's a odd moment now and again, but um, I think he's looked apart. But I, I again beating the air a few times at set pieces. You think it's not because he's, he's I mean he's got the height and the leap and all that stuff, but it's maybe because he's not been in the right position to start with and he's lost a yard and that's yeah. I, mean, I think Sam Cosgrove have done, done him the week four um, and then again at the weekend. So that these are things that is, is that. I mean, I would imagine like John Kennedy not be working with him constantly, so it might come eventually. But I don't I think talk about being a, a twenty million pound centre half sign for somebody. At this stage, this stage is is a wee bit kind of uh, a few whimsical. years down the line, maybe maybe Who maybe knows I, if he, if he um, kicks on. I don't I don't buy this thing. People, some people were saying after last week, should back midfield. I don't think he's a midfield. I don't think he's got the 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 pace or the, I mean, of quite the physicality mm-hmm. for that part of the pitch either. Yeah, um, graceful football player. When he goes in his little runs, it looks yeah. great and all that stuff. And where would he fit into the midfield anyway? I don't, do I don't know? see him as a midfield player. Is there a player. place there? Plus, the, way, the modern game, that the midfield players are now having to run, run and run and run and run, run all day. I don't think he's that kind of guy. Uh-huh. Um, so, not for not for me. That I think he's a centre-half. Is that now. coming from people thinking that 
there is a more defensive-minded midfielder maybe needed at some point. Is that where that's coming from, but or I, is it just? No, I think I think because he's a ball player and all that stuff. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's classy on, on, on in possession, but I think and obviously, listen, people. Are, Scott Brown's thirty-four at some point. Scott Brown's going to not have to. I know it feels like he's going to be here forever. Yeah, but at some I point. Um, but I don't. I just don't think he's that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's quite physical enough. Um, listen, maybe he's, maybe he's a sixteen-year-old kid in Norway played centre mid. Yeah. Um, I think we're, we're like kind of that was his that was his his. his Future's going to be that role, but I don't mm-hmm. think that. I think he's probably going to be a modern centre half, a modern ball playing centre half that that will be in demand. But I think he has to improve a wee bit in certain areas of his game. Yeah, and just quickly, is there any other? You know, we've talked about um, midfield. So it's not sorry, midfield up front defence. Anywhere else you think Celtic might look look at in the the window? It depends. It depends how. Proactive Celtic want to be. I mean, at this point in time, they're going to have. Um, they've got two goalkeepers out of contract in the summer. Foster and Craig Gordon are both out of contract, so there's a goalkeeping issue for the summer. Elanusi's loan deal up. Um, I don't think. I think. I don't think that's going to really matter. They've got. They've got fullbacks in place. Yeah. Um, so there's there's at least a couple of big positions that need to fill in for for next season. Mm-hmm. So do they do they get proactive and try and bring in somebody now with a view to the next term and get them in the team? Um, I think that's the wise, I think that's the wise thing to do. Problem is the January market isn't great, mm-hmm. so maybe pre-contract stuff maybe the way to go. But this, that's what we're going to work at just now. Yeah. Um, so they operate in the short term and in the long term. But Celtic are in a fight in the short term, so they need, <laughs> exactly. they need guys I, I that are going to do the job pronto. There needs to be that balance between it's, the it's, short and long term. It could be suppose, a, it could be a tight it? race now this year. Yeah. And just you know, quickly we we talked about you know centre back and, um, but what see going going forward? I think uh, who do you see sort of nailing down that that left back position because Bolingoli's came back in and I I think he I don't know as if he's he looks a you know as if he's conf- you know raw. The, 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 <laughs> <laughs> is that you? Are you? That's the word that's going. I was, well, I was going to use raw, and I was like, oh no, I've already used that. Today. I can't say that. A bit twice. erratic. No, what I meant was he, he sort of he seemed to struggle for confidence at the er- start erratic. of the season. Yeah, and I I feel as if there's a sense of that about him again, but it's as if Greg Taylor is not quite being maybe deemed ready to yeah. play week in week out. I must admit that. The ball and goal, a couple of good games in there as well, and done all right. It wasn't great again, and that's been kind on, on Sunday against Rangers. Um, had a habit of not, not, not looking up and passing the ball to, or, or he's a frustrating kind of player. I mean, he runs 40 yards of the ball and then knocks it in square without him looking to who he is and gets intercepted, and the team gets turned over. I, I, I think he is. I mean, he's, if you again look at some of his, his stats, he's put in possession. It's, it's quite scary how many times he loses the ball. Yeah. Sometimes in really bad areas as well, middle of the park. Uh, not convinced, to be honest with you. I think uh, I know. He, I know there's a there's a um, there's a kind of a ball and goalie backlash, wasn't it? Fans that were that kind of got behind him and all that stuff, and 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 took, really took to him because he's a, he's an infectious kind of character. Yeah. But there's too many, too many, too many times he gives the ball away mm-hmm. in very dangerous positions of the park. I think he's a big money signing and he's played at a good level so I can understand Celtic sticking with him. I think mm-hmm. Neil Lennon has, has, has liked him and has, has been quite pleased with his progress but I think at some point I think Taylor's got to be given a run. He's done, he's done much wrong when he's played 
um, Taylor. Um, so he deserves a, a, yeah. a shot at it. Cause I think I think Bowling Goals had a lot enough opportunities now, and there's still serious doubts. Um, I think most weekends you'd get, you'd get away with it, but in, the, in these big games, these big games you can't be giving the ball away in big games like that, uh-huh. and um, it created a, it creates a bit of panic. Um, and I think that that was another contributing factor to to Sunday's defeat. I think his his performance wasn't wasn't great, and it was. Um, and I think it's maybe time now after the break to see what Taylor can do. Because mm-hmm. it's been kind of stop-start for Taylor, and I think he came in with a, the sort of reputation that he's maybe not a, an attacking fullback. But I, I don't know about you, but I think there was a bit of promise shown in the yeah. going forward in the, the the games that he has. Yeah, because I mean he's obviously he's as a fullback at Kilmarnock. It's much different from being a fullback at yeah. Celtic, so he's maybe not had the chance to quite always show. Yeah. Exactly what he's capable Again, of. Again, so. he's only 21, 22, isn't he, as well? What so he's got time. time in his hands. Yeah. Um, I think his time will come. I think Taylor's time will come. Um, I think he will eventually be, be, be maybe the first choice uh, fullback. Um, I say bowling goal, I don't know. I think it's, there's still questions to be, to be answered. Mm-hmm. He, might, he might become that more so, but it looks like he plays a wee bit. And disciplined, a wee bit on the, on the edge of the, the edge, a wee bit on the edge. The ball's yeah. never quite under control, or <laughs> just a wee bit here and scare him. Whereas Taylor's a bit more neat and tidy. Uh-huh. Um, so it would be interesting. I think I think his chance will come. Okay. Well, we shall see. But that's all from us today, and we'll be back again next midweek to bring you all the latest from Parkhead. Thanks to Michael for joining me. Be sure to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available and you can also rate us on there as well. Thanks for listening.